right, everyone. This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with the champ, Triborn hey. and Travis Maworder. We're going coast to coast on this one. I'm sitting uh, in my kitchen in rainy Maryland, and Tri is sitting right next to the beautiful Porsche Cup, sitting there with the Sandcast ball in it. Dude, what's happening? That's a big win. What up, dude? We did it. Team win. <laughs> Team win. We're on the board. We're on. It's our first official win, uh, real win. Yeah. Uh, since we started the sandcast. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's about time. You know. Well, I mean, the first the first year, you didn't really play. The first year that we were doing the podcast, yeah. you didn't you didn't play. So, you know, the, the next two, you were just getting warmed up and had to win the the finale. Did you actually yeah. win a Porsche? I don't even know what what the deal with that is. I saw you run up and, and set the alarms off. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, everyone keeps asking that. And, okay. uh, I mean, I knew we didn't win the Porsche, but I figure if I go run up to it and act like I think I'm winning it, <laughs> then it'll put a little pressure on them to, like, mm-hmm. give me one or something, you know? So um, the Porsche is just no, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the guy came up after and, like, dangled the keys. He's like, no, you can't have them. Like, oh, man. Get over here. He had to tease you like that. Yeah. But, uh, dude, that was a sick car. That would have been insane if I wouldn't have been a bad addition to the garage. (laughs) Oh my God. Like orange, red Porsche. Yeah. Not that the truck is bad, but adding a free Porsche (laughs) would have been pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We keep the truck, get rid of Gabby's car. (laughs) Styling mama driving around. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that's awesome though. Is it um is it had been five years since you won an AVP? Like, did you even realize it had been that long? Because it didn't I mean you're only 31. It it doesn't seem like it had been that long since you had won an AVP. Yeah, I I had thought about it before, so I knew that. But yeah, when I like figured that out, it's like five years. Yeah. You would have told me back in 2015 when we won that one in Huntington, which is like the first time. You watched me play, right? Yeah, that was that was when I just moved there. Right. Uh, like I thought in my mind, I'm like, they're just starting to roll in. You know what I right. mean? And uh, if you would have told me it'd be five years later, I'd be like pissed. <laughs> right. You know, I'd be like, what the hell happened? But then if I told myself, well, you know, there's this autoimmune disease you got. It was like <laughs> basically one in every ten thousand people get it, or or even hundred thousand people. Yeah. Then a global pandemic hits. <laughs> that kind of hurt your chances too. <laughs> Be like, all right, all right. I guess that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Did it? Um. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you remember what it was like to win in in 2015 in Huntington. Like, did was it different at all winning, say, in Huntington with Pack Stadium? Um, like when you and Hayden were like not peaking, but you guys were one of the best teams in the country you won half the events that year and then to this year where it's five years later you've been through autoimmune disease you got married you had a kid playing with trev you know yeah. playing in front of no crowd <laughs> yeah it was definitely different but you know in terms of just the crowd alone i feel like we just get in the zone like when you're just in that zone you don't really think about what's going on outside. Like sometimes when there's fans, you'll use it to your advantage. Right. Or sometimes you'll want to block them out. But for this, it was like, 
I just didn't even think about it or consider it. Uh, when I realized that it was like weird was when I you celebrate that moment. I'm just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> my Porsche. And then I jumped down and then, and then we're just standing there. I'm like, Oh, and what do we do now? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like no fans. And like, there's just a few cameras. And then at that point you're like, Whoa, that like, usually it's different after, you know, at this point, right. you're like feeling, bringing in the, the vibes from the audience. But, um, it wasn't that, I don't know. It wasn't that different. Like I always say, like we, play in so many different environments yeah. being on the world tour and AVP as well. AVP is usually pretty consistent with like, we have people watching and like, you know, it's always the most fun to play for AVPs because of that. But I mean, you've been to these other events overseas, like half the, first of all, you're playing early morning rounds and a lot of people, like most of the time people aren't watching anyway. So right. I'd say 80% of the matches we play are without, a significant amount of fans yeah. like at, at the avp we probably had what i don't know 40 people watching realistically <laughs> but they're like scattered like in the booths and like cameraman and yeah. well, we can hear yeah. them talking uh so we had people watching and then you also have like in, you can see and feel the cameras more and you know the mics are there and you know that people can hear you now yeah that's kind of cool too. Like you can talk all the way across the stadium and people are going to hear what you say. Yeah. So like you hear people giggling and laughing when they're right. all like running around <laughs> and stuff. And I thought it was a cool vibe. It was, it was like we were playing for the TV. Like yeah. our audience was the TV and the microphones instead of the fans in the stands. Yeah. Did that, did that, um, did you guys spice up the chatter? a little bit because you knew that the mics were hot and that people were loving it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I know that's, that's not my uh, forte, but I like to dabble in it every once in a while. Right. So I definitely, um, if I was going to say something, I faced the microphone a little bit I knew <laughs> where they were at, at the bottom of the poles. Um, and we had some fun banter back and forth. It, it's fun there's a few guys out there you can talk with now yeah. that can just leave it on the court. You know, it's not personal when you get off. So that kind of makes it like, all right, then this is just a straight up like mental game, yeah. which is how we grew up. Like that's, we talked so much trash growing up. So I kind of felt like I could get back to that. Like, you know, little jabs with Taylor back and forth. And right. It, it was fun. It looked like, uh, like Trevor and Taylor have kind of, turned a corner because there's no shortage of, of trash talk there and then oh, you know I, like as soon as you guys won you know taylor was like all right boys the whiskey's waiting like come on home yeah <laughs> yeah it's cool it's cool i think the vibe has changed among us we've all kind of when we were young and coming in i feel like there's a little more like of our egos like can't you don't like seeing the other guys win at all you know but now we can like fully battle it out on the court and then be happy for each other um when it's all said and done yeah. Uh, obviously the, the bros, crab bros, uh, they took a while <laughs> to get to that point, but right now yeah. they're like best friends again. So it's, that's pretty cool to see. Um, and they still go at each other just as hard on the court. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was really fun actually. Yeah. And I mean, with the, 
And I'm sure that you and Trevor have been asked about it pretty much nonstop, but Trev guaranteeing the win. Did he tell you he was doing that before he put it up? Because I didn't even see it until Sunday um, when when Kevin like showed it and he was like, well, Trevor guaranteed a win here. It's like, that's a bold move. Trevor, that's a bold move. Yeah, it's just the Trevor move. Um, <laughs> I've learned to love it, to be honest. That's yeah. kind of how it is. Like, if it was someone else, and if I didn't like know Trevor so well, I'd be like, oh, that, come on, really? Yeah. That, we're like, we came in as a six seed, dude, you know? <laughs> but I was like, it took me about five seconds to be like, all right, I'm embracing this thing. Like, yeah. I'm going with him for sure. Yeah. There's no point in me being like, dude, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm fully going in. And yeah, I mean, what do you have to lose? The worst comes to worst, people start talking trash to Trevor. Like, oh, you, I thought you were going to win. And then <laughs> that, you're just playing into his game, right? Right. Because he loves that banter back and forth. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I fully embraced that. I was like, I, I got to for sure, like, repost it and just be like, let them know I'm fully on board. Yeah. Unless you go slay dragons. Dude, that's, that's gotta be one of the, the greatest calls. Like people talk about Babe Ruth calling his home run, but Trev Con guaranteeing a win when you guys with, have never with, won together. Yeah. Us never after losing to Phil and Nick and Jake and Tay both weeks getting, in a row. It's like getting smashed. <laughs> All right, Trev, let's see what yeah. we got. That That's probably, probably the greatest. Uh, I mean, I don't know about, you know, the guys back in the day used to talk a lot, but right, all the greatest call out ever in our yeah. sport. And you guys made it happen. I, I'm not gonna lie when um when you guys were up maybe twelve eleven in the third, mm-hmm. and I think you put up Trevor for an option, and you're like hit it, and then he said it, and you it looked like you were kind of caught off guard, and you guys kind of like squandered like a pretty good opportunity to earn yeah. one. And yeah. Trevor threw his hat. I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You can't you can't throw away chances like that against Phil and Nick. I thought that yeah. that might have been it, but you guys rallied. Totally. Like when you when you lose opportunities like that to Phil and Nick, like especially like Sunday Phil, after yeah. losing to Phil twice in a row, you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're so right. Uh, I mean that thought jumped into my head too, but we were we were in such a, a rhythm with each other, and it was like I knew that like right when Trevor we we both throw our hats when we get frustrated so I know that's like a perfect sign of like we lost our temper yeah and then right I'm the one who messed up that play too so right when he threw his hat I was like hey no nope we're good dude yeah we don't care about defense we just side out screwed it like I, I fully like was trying to take all the pressure off of us creating points yeah like just be free there just side out and that i think that was a um that wasn't for a real point right i forget i I forget what it what it was but it was i just know it was late in the third and you either had the chance to earn it was an opportunity but but i was like doesn't matter who cares and it was that's hard for me to say like i for my partner when i'm the one who messed up and then i say we're over it take a breath. We're over it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of trust and trust to be like, yep. Rather than like, what do you mean? Easy for you to say, you can <laughs> yeah. watch that. You know? <laughs> um, but he like snapped right back into it. And yeah. I, 
did right in it. And uh, I just had a feeling. I was like, if I can, if we could stay here in this zone, um, we got a good shot at it. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you did. I mean, when, when you dig, dig a ball for, for match point, and you're getting set and you're going up against Phil, who I, I think that that's the best I've seen Phil play in, in a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, and even Jake said it's some of the best he's seen him play since like 08, 09, when him yeah. and Todd were just running the show. Yeah. Um, what do you think about when you're going into side out against Phil, the best blocker, I, I think, in beach history, who had gotten plenty of blocks at tournament? Um, go at him. Yeah. No, you know what? Um, first of all, in those moments when you dig it for a match, like for something like you've been working so hard for this thing and you dig it, like I dug it high too. Like that thing's up there for so long. <laughs> God, you know, it's even harder to side out is to set that ball. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, I just have to set this Cause ball. You, Cause you know, <laughs> and like, I just, you know, my partner is going to side it out. Like that's our, but you're just waiting, waiting. <laughs> I remember in the World Tour Finals with Hayden, when we won the bronze, he dug the same thing. He scooped it super high in the middle, and I'm just waiting there. And I had to bump set it. I'm like waiting, waiting. Like, oh, my God, I got to put this thing perfect. <laughs> and I just got it to the spot. But um, that one, I, was, I just felt good. I was relaxed. Um, that whole point actually was so like slow motion because all right I'm, I'm gonna take you back so in practices jose you know he likes my jumps or he knows that's one of our strengths and he gives me the full green light and a lot of times you know he's like a hype man you know so a lot of times at practice he's talking about it end of the match try this is your time to end it like match point go for it every scrimmage go for it try green light so i had I had the ball in my hands for a championship point back on the line. I'm like, all right, I know I already made the decision. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no like, do I go for it? Should I keep it in? I, I didn't like rip it, but I hit a good, good serve. And then, um, so that was like, that part was all like slow motion, like walking back to the line where you get to like choose your ball yeah. It's funny. There's like four balls lined up there. It's funny watching everyone like pick. which one is going <laughs> to win the match. Yeah. And every match I had a different routine. Like I would like pick the same one, like the one on the left. Yeah. Or I would pick like, the glossiest one, like the newest looking one. On on Sunday final, I was going for the nicest looking one every time. Like, but I needed like a routine, or else my brain was like, I don't know which ball to pick. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh. So yeah, I got my glossy ball. I was like, green light, let's go. Yeah. Hit a good serve. And then some of my film study with Mike Dodd came into my mind when I was there. I was just like, I did a few little shifts around and I just was like, no, I'm just I'm just gonna stay. Stay in this pocket. Be ready for his cut, but but just sit right in his heat and hit it right to me. Dug it high and then and then I was just kind of relaxed and got, you know, my body knew where to go in terms of mm -hmm. getting the approach, waited back. And then I was like, tool fill. That's all I was thinking. Cause yeah. I didn't have great vision. It was a little off the net. Right. And obviously, cause I hit it 
towards where Nick was. I didn't see Nick, but I was going to tool Phil off the court to the right and Phil doing what he does. He, he's used to me coming in and just ripping it, like trying to get it past him a lot. So he spread open and went a little wide to like house my heat. Right. But I went like high hands corner, trying to tool him out and off the court. And he actually over committed. He went past where I was swinging and then it went off the court in the opposite direction. Yeah. I was like, give me the Porsche. <laughs> I actually didn't know if we won. Cause like for a second, I like question, like there was no confirmation. It was like, Trevor was happy. I was like, yeah, we wait, that was match point. Right. Like, I had to like look at the scoreboard and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah let's go get the Porsche. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's, um, but yeah. That feeling that, that's how I attacked the last one was was like tool fill. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. It's a, I mean, it's, that's a bold decision to go to go at the guy who had more blocks than anyone in the tournament. But you told him a lot. It looked like you guys did something a little different than before. We were talking about it before we came on that you were going a little less a thousand percent swings and more like eighty yeah. percent just trying to rip it off of them rather than past them or through them. Yeah, so I mean, you you guys probably saw the the other two times we played them, uh, where I was bringing a lot of gas, and it's why my back hurts right now. Um, but it's just not really my game. I when I play Phil Best, I'm high, low, fast shot through him at his head. You know, you have to, you can't let him dictate. Uh, what he wants to do he, you have to make him like kind of chase you around and he's still going to get blocks but uh, I basically just wanted to take him out of the match like I'd rather Nick get a dig and have to transition against us than him just blocking it straight down you know what right. I mean? um, and so I mean dude we we worked all week basically to play Jake and Taylor and Phil and Nick yeah um, and then we got a few clutch covers. You probably noticed like two or three covers that they're blocks. And, and if, if we didn't get those covers, uh, the match probably would have gone the other direction, but it's super demoralizing when you get a block, they cover it and then put it away right away. The worst. We worked on covering. Um, so a few times Trevor used the block pretty well and I got, got him covered. Um, and it worked out in our favor. Another thing that I pulled from, though, was um, a really good friend of mine, Wanchi Figueroa. He is like one, pound for pound one of the best players I've ever played with. Indoors. Really? The SC. Okay. He's Puerto Rican. He's like 5'11", maybe, but he had like a 40-plus inch vert and just such a good player. I, he's uh, starting outside on the Puerto Rican national team, and I've seen him go up against like the biggest – Clay Stanley, like the biggest players in the world. Yeah. And he just uses the block and like not scared at all. And uh, I was talking to him and he was texting me and after watching me play Phil and he's like, dude, use that block to your advantage. Hit off of him, cover, tool him, you know? So I was kind of mixing that in with like, use my shots and my off speed. But then when, when he is up in my face, use him, like use him to my advantage. And that kind of like made it, so there's no hesitation, you know. I was like, "Yeah, tool him." Like, go back to my indoor days. I used to tool the block every play. In the right. 
So uh, it's funny, like looking back, because I pulled from so many like different lessons that I've learned over the last six months, like my sessions with Dodd, Jose from the service line, my buddy Wanchi talking to me about hitting against the big block. And like, yeah. it all kind of came together. Looks that way. It's nice yeah. to have the Porsche Cup sitting right next to you too. Hey, let's go. <laughs> I had to spice up the Sandcast set a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. We we it's funny we haven't been back there in a while. It's been a minute since we've uh, had the Sandcast set going on. I know, and we might. Um, rumor is we might be moving studios. We're oh yeah, building a new one. Yeah, we <laughs> might. Uh, we might move. We'll upgrade. See yeah, upgrade for sure. Exactly. And you're uh. Well, with so now, what do we do? Off season's coming up, and like, what what are your? I mean, have you and Trevor like thought about what to do? Because I mean, there's no tournaments for the foreseeable future, right? Well, there's King of the Court. King of the Court. That's right. Okay, and we got the invite to that. So if they can get us into the country, we're gonna go. Okay. Uh, try to be careful with everything going on, but um, that gives us you know, extends our season. We don't want to take six months off, you know? Right. So, um, that's kind of perfect for us. We want something to train for. It's not as much the competition that that's the most valuable part. It's like having something to build up to a purpose, a purpose. Yeah. We, all <laughs> yeah. Just want purpose. Just want so we have that. Yeah. We have that in September and then, um, we're kind of going to create our own training blocks Okay. USA Volleyball actually like came up with uh, like a proposal of like what they think we could do to stay productive and take advantage of this time and yeah, basically like train for four weeks and then we create or three or four weeks and create like some kind of competition at the end. Okay. And then take a week off or so and then train do it just do training blocks until like November, um, and then we can you know, take our normal off season and then get back at it. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Cause I was looking at, uh, I was listening to Jake and he said something similar where he's just going to train for a couple of weeks, take a week off. And he's like, we can't, can't just take eight months off and then jump into an Olympic race. Yeah. Especially when you're 44, 45. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which age didn't seem to be a problem for Jake, Phil, Nick, April, April is she's a terminator. She's <laughs> unreal. No, using i'm like <laughs> like the old guys are supposed to be the ones that are struggling and getting worse <laughs> and like, nick comes out in the best shape of his life and feel yeah. like turns the clocks back like 10 years yeah like, what the hell is going on here <laughs> that's these guys <laughs> i say how did uh how did your body hold up um going from zero competition obviously you and trevor were training but three straight weeks and i know that it was less matches than normal for an AVP, but still like doing AVP matches is way different than just doing like a practice match. It just takes, it's a different kind of toll on your body and your mind. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I felt good throughout. I have my normal stuff. Like shoulder was pinching a good amount. Um, a little tendonitis in the knee. And then my back, like I said, uh, after that, um, the Wilson cup. Um, but I felt good until like, it's just the back for me. Like everything was just normal, normal aches and pain. Like my body was, I was 
you know, in terms of being in shape, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, I'm jumping well, my speed, everything maintained throughout the whole tournament. Like you said, it wasn't that many matches. It was uh, like four matches a tournament. Yeah. I think we played 12 matches uh, throughout the, uh, the series. Um, this, yeah, okay. the series. Um, I th- but yeah, no, it definitely takes a toll on you. Like, yeah, you don't sit here with the with the cup next to you and just feel good at the end of it. <laughs> you wake up sore after that. Yeah. Um, but health wise, like with all the health stuff I had been going through, and that's like the main concern for me. Yeah. Uh, felt great. Like, that's awesome. Felt like the muscle was good and no inflammation. And, on wood yeah uh, yeah no i'm super grateful for that i think we talked about that at one point where it was just like who cares about winning and losing i just want to be on the court and healthy right. and and the the volleyball usually takes care of itself so and we did it, it. We made it through barely because if you watch a few points there my lower back locked up like i i stopped going under the net because i couldn't bend over Oh, really? It was that bad? I couldn't get back up. Holy cow. Like the adrenaline got me through it. Right. But like, for sure, my, yeah. It's, dude, that's nuts. I dove for one ball. I could see it in one of the replays they had. And my face almost like went into the sand because I couldn't like uh, bend my lower back. So I was, I went like straight over like a downward dog. (laughs) I had like trouble getting back up. And then I just took like a one-step approach and tooled the block. Yeah. But um, I don't think anyone really noticed that. And, and I mean, there's everyone's kind of going through something, so it's not rare. Right. But um, so that health-wise, I held up. But um, my body, like if I had to run it back for this next weekend, I probably would be taking almost the whole week off. Like it'd be like serving passes. Yeah throughout the week because my it it like hurts my back to watch sarah sponsel diving for balls i don't know if you got to watch any of her matches no her legs over and like she almost kicks herself in the head when she dives yeah those probably won't be working in about five years (laughs) but for now for sure when what last the women's was fun in general because we had three different finals we had a different final every week yeah that's true right right? it was just like april and alex were like all right Who's next? <laughs> I know. That's insane. They're so good. You know, it was like crazy to think about. I was looking at the men's side. I'm like, we have, what, four or five guys in their 40s that are like top, top players right now. Yeah. Like half the top 10 players are in their 40s. Yeah. Whereas on the women's side, none of them are, right? But yeah. Like imagine if, I don't know, Misty May was still around. I Carrie, if Carrie yeah. was there, if there was like four or five of those legends that were, you know, Kessie, and they're all still playing at like right. the best. Yeah. Like that would be insane. It would, but that's, that's somehow what we have on the men's side. Right. It's crazy. And Hayden is still playing good ball. You guys, you played them all three weeks, right? Yeah. That was, that was fun for me, like to play Hayden. Yeah. Um, it's like a whole new, because you know, I know how he talks to his partners. I know how he goes about the match. And there's right. a lot of like, every play is like, okay, try to this, that. All right, I'm going to do this. You do that. 
Because he, like, brings you over as a blocker. Right. He's like, okay, I'm going to get to the line early. I'm going to show, I'm going to fake, and go. And then as a blocker, you have to be like, okay, so I need to do the opposite of that and bait him to do that. <laughs> so I'm, like, thinking, like, all right, Jeremy's trying to figure out what Hayden wants him to do. And yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the hell Hayden's doing. Yeah. Um, so it was fun for me to, like, okay, don't play your game because Hayden knows your game really well. Right. He knows you want to force that cut and – and if we run a four, he, he can get me on the high line. Yeah. So I was like mixing it up and uh, it was fun to play the chess match with that guy. Yeah. I know. I mean, so you guys lost to Jake and Taylor and Phil Nick two weeks in a row, but you also beat Hayden and Jeremy two weeks in a row. Like I, I think it's such a weird yeah. dynamic going. Well, the first, all right. So the first two weeks you beat him. So yeah. going into the third week, like I always get a little nervous when I play a team that I keep beating but get, oh, get a little closer every time. I'm like, it, it's going to happen at some point. Like, what do you, do you like try to change up something when you're playing the same team for the third week in a row that you guys like, not that you barely beat, but they were good matches. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it gets scarier each time basically. Yeah. Right. Cause it's hard to beat a team once, but it's even harder to beat them twice and even harder to beat them three times. Time. And, um, but we just had like this sense of urgency all week. No matter who we were playing, we were coming and fired up. Yeah. And it was it worked against all the, you know, teams ranked uh three and below, uh, where we just kinda out energied them and played our game really steady and consistently. Um, but then against the top teams, we realized after the second week like we needed to change a little something. Uh, you have to play a little differently against guys like that. Yeah. Uh, so, but against Hayden, yeah, it was just, it's scary. You're like, I feel like I'm, everything's going against me this match. Like I'm, yeah. you know, like the world wants me to lose this, this third one. Right. Um, but that's when you just got to like focus even more. Um, but, and I think a lot of people will get sucked into the whole, like, Oh, we beat him twice before. This one's gonna be like we're gonna beat him again, you know. Right. When in reality, I like to go the other way. Like, right. This is I, even bigger it now. Just gets harder and harder. harder. Yeah. Exactly. But then, I mean, you guys also had the flip side of that, where you had lost to Jake and Phil, and you had lost to Jake and or, or uh, Nick and Phil and Jake and Taylor two weeks in a row, which is a, another interesting mental trick that you have yeah. to do like all right well we lost him two times around like what do we have to do to beat these guys yeah well that was a little bit more of like the what do we have to lose kind of True. thing and then also we made little adjustments and we when we played him the second time we kind of had him in the second set and uh let it go at the end so we were we i think we came into the off week thinking like okay we found it. We had it at one point. We, we know kind of the, the way we got to play. We just have to maintain it and make sure that when we get to towards the end of the match that we close out opportunities. Um, and so we kind of focused on that. We talked with our sports psych about those moments too, which is nice to have had those conversations beforehand. And then we get to that point, 14 all, like, all right, Let's pay attention to detail. Right. Focus one point at a time and just a little bit more focus here. A little bit more direct talk about like whatever it is. Like just a small thing, just tell me. 
and I'll agree. And then that'll help us to be like a little more specific, a little less hesitant in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, it was just making small adjustments. And then, uh, I mean, I felt good against Jake and Taylor. Like we feel like it's always anyone's game, but they kind of like Jake tends to get blocks at the end of the match and, you know, he changes up his game, I think, towards the end, which I think all the veterans do. They know right. when to call yeah. things. They've, they've been saving plays toward towards the end, um, like all good veterans do. So you just got to, like, step your game up a little bit and know that that's coming and, and you got to kind of return it. And it worked. Right. It worked yeah. pretty well. When, yeah. I mean, you guys had such an interesting Sunday, the last one. Thank you for listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn, the champ, and Travis Mewerter. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to the show as always. You guys are the ones who make the show happen, and uh, as do our sponsors. Got to give a shout-out to our biggest sponsor, Wilson Volleyball. They were the sponsor of the second in the AVP Champions Cup. They hosted the Wilson Cup, so appreciate them putting on an entire event for us beach volleyball players and fans and uh, appreciate them sponsoring the show. Now that the AVP, we're going into a sort of off-season, but it's early in the off-season, so there's still plenty of good beach days to play. You can use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off any purchase of Wilson Volleyball. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off. You can get a whole bag of Wilson Volleyball. It's good spin technology, so you can pass the jump serves well. And uh, you guys can have a great off-season practice and hope to see you on the beach soon. And a huge congrats to my partner and co-author, Triborn, who won his first AVP event at uh, the Porsche Cup in five years. Uh, this comes after he battled an autoimmune disease, which we will get into soon. Uh, he started the show. He wrote a book. The guy, he does a little bit of everything. So a huge shout out to my guy, Tri. And now back to our episode with Triborn. Because you started out, the first set against Cayman Chase, I think was probably maybe the worst set that you guys played the entire turn, the entire series. You can say me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably the worst set that you had played the entire series. Um, like when that happens on a Sunday, you know, and Cayman Chase, like it's not like they're a bad team. Like they're phenomenal they're volleyball good. players. Like they're really good. They're really good. Um, yep. What does that look like for you? sitting in the box with Trevor and Jose, like, are you, cause sometimes like if I lose 21, 12 and I know it's all on me and I know that all the service pressure is coming right back to me. It's like a mini yep. mental crisis sometimes. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, I got to figure this out fast. It's insane. It's like uh, the craziest mental game ever. Yeah. Um, and it all has to happen in the moment. Like you're like, I have to figure this out mentally. I'm like, I don't know what, to do i don't know what the answer is but i know i have to flip it and i have like 30 seconds in this timeout to like flip my brain you know yeah. to where it needs to be um and i think you just kind of go through different things like you try different things the first set i was trying things like that doesn't work that doesn't work that doesn't work just to like get yourself in that rhythm and to like feel it right um and for me it was like I kind of like took offense to them serving me and like thinking that they can beat us by serving me. Yeah. And I was like, 
I kind of like came out of the second set with that. Like it's all on you. Like I tried to bring it all to me and that kind of like brought my vision like this, like, shoop, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and then also, uh, they were kind of chipping a little bit. Like Cam was having fun with it and he was like relaxed and like, I mean, everything was going their way. So he felt comfortable to start right. talking a little bit. And I was like, do I want to talk with Kame? Like, is he a guy <laughs> that I want to talk with or not? You know, yeah. there's guys that will play better if I talk back. And I was like, I'll join this conversation with yeah. Kame. Sure. <laughs> He's usually not talking to me. Right. And I was like, I can't play worse than the last set. So it's not like I'm going to play worse if I start talking. Yeah. And he was playing perfectly. And now, he, now he's starting to talk. So, so I started conversations with him. And I already know that Chase puts so much pressure on his partners. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for a guy that's, you know, only been on tour for two years. Yeah. Um, so I kind of went at it like that. Like I took offense to it and then I started kind of talking a little bit, like kind of back to my, like, you know, how I grew up playing where you just talk and yeah. have fun with it. Right. And it kind of flipped the switch for me. Um, I started going a little more off speed. I was, I was in the first set, I was in that kind of mode where I'm, coming in hard and it's really um i'm kind of telegraphing stuff yeah and i kind of just trusted my off speed like even if i didn't see came i was like no i'm just gonna hit a good shot and they started they started dropping and and then it, from there when i once i felt it i was like okay now we're just battling yeah <clears throat> now it's just a battle to the third set yeah um and then i felt i mean i kind of knew that if we if we played our game and just played our brand of volleyball that that we would beat them out you know like right. we're i just believe that we're that much better so if, if we can just do our game then it'll end up in our favor it did yeah but it woke me up that first set was like the ultimate challenge of like pulling yourself out of that like you're about to throw this whole tournament away yeah. you have the, the the perfect draw exactly what you wanted to get through to the final and then Plus, also the Porsche, the Champions Cup bonus was on the line with that match. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. <laughs> yeah. Because the winner, if we win, we guarantee ourselves the bronze. Yeah. And if they win, then they'd, I think they would have to make the, they would have had to maybe win the final, but they could have got that extra 10 grand bonus. Yeah. Which hmm. we ended up getting, but we actually tied for second. The AVP's not putting that out there. Just oh really? We tied for second, and so we're tied with Jake and Taylor for the Champs Cup. Yeah, um, and we have a cup. They don't have, a cup. <laughs> but that's not the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker, according to the rules, is the head to head. Head to head. So I bet Jake I and Taylor like, no, 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 head to head. Dude, I mean, as a fan from the outside, now in hindsight, like I didn't think it was a problem before. You know, when right. I first read it before the tournament started. But now I'm like, if we got a cup, <laughs> you want a tournament and you're tied. But uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that much different. Right. Still, dude, what a big Sunday. I mean, not only just like personally, but financially, big Sunday for you guys. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's like a lot of prize money plus the Champions Cup. <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, honestly, was, I'm so grateful for it. It feels amazing. Um, we, 
made great money over basically just it was really only two weeks yeah um and yeah dude this year could have been really brutal you know in terms oh, yeah. of like just not making anything and luckily donald put that out there and gave us the opportunity and we capitalized on it so yeah i'm super happy about it we i'm like it's crazy to me how great of a sponsorship uh team that i've been able to put together like just over the years like creating good relationships and now like all of a sudden i have like this five sponsors that are like my dream sponsors and and you also get some bonuses um for winning events so yeah it all it all came together really nicely up but it was a lot of work but uh yeah all worth it when when it comes together like this yeah well, um, one of the things that I'm curious about, like when you had the autoimmune disease and you were out and couldn't play, like, did you, was there ever a point where you're like, I might not ever win an ABP again? Yeah, for sure. I had to have that conversation. Well, I had to have the conversation of like, I might not play. Right. Because realistic, like there's, I mean, I don't want to downplay it, but like, my nurse tells me about her other patients that she sees before me, after me, whatever, you know, she's upstairs right now. And like, they have it, they've had this for like 20 years and they're still feeling like the effects and symptoms and or longer, like their whole life where, where they still feel the symptoms and, and like have down times, you know? Um, so I was like, is that me or, you know, what's the, what's, how long is this thing going to last? Like some people, it just lasts forever. Right. Um, so I had to have that conversation at one point, but I never really like bought into it. It wasn't, you know, I was always like, nah, there's no way. You know yeah. what I mean? You always have like that positive outlook. Um, but yeah, I, it it kind of depressed me to think about it like that, like three AVPs. It's, it's significant. Like I got multiple, like that's right. something to hang my hat on for sure. But like I did that in my early twenties and like, I had like my whole prime left. Uh, I want to get like into like creep up on the twenties and right. stuff, you know? So I'm on like that list for a long time. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, when it, before the match, I was kind of thinking about it. And during the national anthem, like just reminiscing a little bit. And that was like pretty like crazy moment thinking back on how far it's, how, how long that journey was. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. It didn't feel like there was that much pressure on it either. You know, I was like, after how far I've come with all this stuff, like, right. I'm here. Like, I'm just going to go have fun with it. I'm going to go ball. Yeah. And, uh, I actually was walking up to the stadium for the final and, and I passed by Fiapo and he was like, like got all like intense on me. Like, Hey, go enjoy this moment. Go have fun. Just like real quick on the way over. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go have fun out there. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. This. It's crazy. It's kind of a blur too. Like I want to watch it all back. 
because right. I'm like one of those guys, like I've said before, where I just like forget the last moment. It just like disappears. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't even know what happened if, if we run it back. Right. I remember the, the few points that I've been talking about here are the ones where I've seen replays like on Instagram. <laughs> right. I wouldn't have remembered them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that it seemed like that gratitude was sort of the theme of the last three weeks for the AVP that all the players were yeah. obviously still competitive, but yeah. everyone's like Instagram captions are just conversations. We're just like, we're just so grateful to yeah. be playing this sport. Did that, did the fact that having the season, the prospect of it potentially being taken away, did that take some of the tension off of winning? And you were like, you know what? Like we have a pretty cool job, like win yeah. or not. Like this is a pretty great life. Not that you wouldn't have wanted to win any less, but I feel like maybe that eased it up just a little that was like, we're yeah. stoked to be here. I kind of, I wanted to buy into that and I like totally acknowledge that. And yeah. I think everyone else was too, but I didn't, I don't know that when you're like, when you're going for it, like fully, I feel like you just can't fully buy into like, Oh, you know, just have fun. And it doesn't matter <laughs> if you win or lose. Like, it was like a maybe a one percent of that that like took the ease off, and then for me it was like having the baby and Gabby and being healthy was like another two or three percent it took off. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I can't live if I if I if I know that I didn't right. put everything <laughs> in it and I didn't feel that pressure. Um, like I don't want to feel stressed, but you got to feel that pressure or else you don't feel like you're going all in on it, you know? Yeah. But I, th I think definitely that was like the vibe um, before and after matches and like with all the other players for sure. And it, and it's true. Like everyone's so grateful all the way through the qualifier too. Like those players who probably had to question whether or not they wanted to, and you could probably speak on this, like whether or not they wanted to continue to play and then you right. have Donald Sun come out and he's like, here's a little stimulus check. Yeah. I want to keep you guys afloat <laughs> right. and um, give you opportunity to earn more. Um, but I mean, you get three grand for getting last in the qualifier. Yeah. You only get eight grand for getting third place. Right. You know, it's so, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. But yeah, uh, I, I know that, for the qualifier types, so I think I was maybe fifth on the reserve list before they cut it down to only four teams. Like, damn it, <laughs> last one. But not that it would have mattered because no one, no one dropped out except for um, who needed it. What Kalinsky uh, picked up Burek. Yeah, um, Rosie um, Torres, which Rosie, I that think that's sucks. public, right? Yeah. That sucks, and hopefully Rosie can get the the surgery he needs. I know that's not a a cheap one. Yeah, he's he's Rosie's going through a, a tough time right now with just that transition of like, because he he knows, I mean that that guy will play until he's ninety years old. Oh yeah, he can, you know he loves it that much, and he's here on the sidelines while guys his age or older are still playing and succeeding. Um, so I know it's really tough on him to watch right now, and then to have that injury like it's rough, but. Um, yeah, he'll get through it. Yeah, but I know for for like a, a lot of the qualifier types of the ones who just made the cut, like um, say the the Miles Partains, 
um, it was such a, a boost for them to know that, Hey, like we still have a season, we can still do this. All the work I've been putting in yeah. now, I pretty much, no matter if I could lose 21, 10, 21, 11, three weeks in a row and still make like nine grand yeah. or split nine. Yeah. It, it's like a weird balance though. Right. Like to, to think that way, but then to not also not take your foot off the pedal. Yeah. Not to just show up and be like, okay, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But to be like grateful and being like, no, like I'll be okay either way. Like, I'll yeah. Be- and I know that that, that definitely let, I, I think it was easy to see who got inspired by it. Yeah. Um, you know, Miles Partain, I think played some of the best volleyball of, of anyone over the yeah. weekend. Um, I don't think anyone expected him and Loomis to win a set, let alone qualify. Right. Um, I think Skylar Del Sol took full advantage. I think him and Ed played awesome that first week. They had a little trouble the next two, but yeah. um, it was cool to see the guys where they were like, all right, like this is my shot. And they took yeah. advantage. Um, it's been interesting to see the effect that it's had on the guys who didn't make the cut. Dude, where if you had told of- me that, if you had told me that like Baumgren and Troy wouldn't even play in the main draw. Yeah. Reed wouldn't make a main draw. Like some of these teams, I'm like, wow, this is like cut throat. And, you know, obviously really tough probably for those guys to, to deal with that. Cause those are teams where they come out of the qualifier. Like you're not surprised if they're in the semis kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, I think that it, it was, it was cool to see Miles Evans really establish himself um, playing with a guy who they can't speak the same language. They'd never played together before. And, and miles got it done. Um, I was actually, I was pretty happy for Billy and Stafford for yeah. qualifying in two of the three. Cause they've had like such a up and down off season. Um, they easily could have been in that semifinal too on. Sunday. Oh yeah, for sure. We were watching that and I just kept going back and forth. Like, I think they're going to, I think they got the momentum here. And then Stafford with the overpass. The, I had thought about texting him and being like, Stafford, this is why we set the first ball. <laughs> we don't use our platform. Don't worry. Trevor uh, was on him right away. <laughs> I bet he was. Uh, I Trevor's was ruthless. Bad. Like right after the match, he won't even, he won't even, <laughs> won't even ease up. Yeah. I felt bad for Staff, but at the same time, I thought him and Billy played pretty well throughout the weekend. Yeah. I was, sure. I was pretty happy for them. For sure. Um, but for the guys who who didn't make the cut for so like all of my like qualifier, like low level main draw buds, like a lot of people have just like shut it down and, and like kind of gave up training. Yeah. Um, they were like, all right, well, I guess we'll just wait six months till next year. And then a lot of people took it the other way. It's like, all right, well, everyone else is sitting out. Like, I think like Tracy Callahan, she's already practicing again. I think it was pretty clear that her and Chrissy put some work in over the oh. off season. Sure. It was it was cool for me to watch the people who I know who have put in a ton of work and watch that work like come to fruition right there because like yeah. Miles Bertain never stopped playing Tracy and Chrissy never stopped playing mm-hmm. um, I thought Delaney and Katie played really well and they trained a ton um, yep. so it was it was cool to see like who's been working and who's going to continue to kind of rise up yeah and you kind of get to see that like we're kind of, I'm kind of on an island with my uh, right we're on Jose's court you know. Yeah, so you jump around, you get to see all the teams. Yeah, you you feel like honestly, there's like a direct correlation between like people who are out there and who weren't, and the way that the finishes played out. Because remember, we talked about it before. Like we said, you're gonna see right here when you see the end results of this tournament, you're gonna see who's been working. Yeah, 
I feel like it played out just like how we said it would. Like, yeah, I think so for the most part. I mean, some guys, like, how many touches do Phil and Nick really need at this point? Right. Yeah. I think you but, can but tell they're they were the healthy. Room. They're hitting the weight room harder. Oh, yeah. than Dude, Nick, Nick hits the weight room during the tournament. I'm like, <laughs> you lift today? I, I uh, saw him Sunday after. They're staying at that mansion. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, got my workout in this morning. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, just activation. Yeah. He's, carrying a, he's carrying a dumbbell or a kettlebell onto the floor <laughs> with him. He brings it with him to the warm-up, like onto the sand. Um, because he's, I mean, honestly, he's good friends with Hayden. I think over the years he's seen Hayden and Jake and, and how they maintain themselves with like, if you don't stop, your body doesn't go backwards at all. Right. When you're at that age and you do stop, it, it goes back. And he, I mean, he's in, he was in such good shape, jumping yeah. so high. I think Phil's fully bought into that as well. That's why he's yeah. in such great shape. Um, that's where those guys put the work in. They know on the sand that like how many reps they need. Right. Um, but the weight room work is, is where those guys um, kind of like separate themselves. Yeah. So I, I think that there was a, a pretty direct correlation to who was putting in the work that they needed to over yeah. the off season when it was a little bit uncertain and who was just kind of, ah, it's quarantine. Let's watch some Netflix. Use it as an excuse. Yeah. So I think if anything that people can probably take some inspiration from that and be like, all right, well, when the opportunity comes next to play, it's best to be prepared rather than just kind of like only getting ready after you hear the news of, of things coming out. Yeah. It's about the, the, the real success is, is about the work that you put in when the, the lights aren't on. Right. Cause everyone, everyone always says like my brother's joke, they came out to like P1440 Huntington uh like two years ago and i think me and miles uh magutu tia my guy we got um we got fifth and so it was like a maybe a five or six thousand dollar split and my little brother was like you made that in a weekend i was like i mean not really (laughs) there's a lot of hours put into that fifth put that up between the you know month or two before and how much did i make per day right it's like you make that an hourly rate it's probably pretty low (laughs) well if we had a tournament every week It'd be great. Yeah. Our bodies would fall apart, but yeah. How was it playing back to back to back weekends? I know you mentioned that like your body was starting to, your back was starting to feel it a little bit, but um, I mean, I know you traveled a ton in the FIVB last year, but oh, man, it was so much easier. Yeah. Like sleeping at home, having breakfast at home and then driving down 20 minutes. Right. And then there's like no fans there, which, you know, we love that morning energy, like saying hi to fans and stuff, but like, it's so much quicker. I can get there hour 15, hour 20 before my match and know that I can go straight to the training table yeah. for 20, 25 minutes and then go straight to my bag, do my routine. And then, and I'm just right, right on the sand. Whereas like, if you're at an AVP, you're going to stop on the way down, talk to people, it might get interviewed. You, you know, you got to leave extra time and it's really easy to get distracted. You got to have the headphones in and like, Right. Hat down. Um, but this one was like, I mean, the other players are even separated from you. So it was like so easy. I think that all that contributed the one, like the lack of travel um, and the lack of just d- other distractions uh, contributed to such a high level of play. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, you guys are always, you know, you Phil and Nick 
Jake and Taylor, Billy and Stafford, and I guess maybe came in chase soon. Like you're, you're always so beat up from traveling and like, you never know what time of day it is. Cause you don't know what hour you're on. Yeah. And I, I think that the fact that you guys got to stay at home three weeks in a row and you only had to play two day tournaments, limited matches. I think that that helped like the product and the level of play a ton. For sure. I mean, this honestly is a preview of what would happen if we took the world tour out. Yeah. You know, like we'd all be here. You'd get battles like this. Obviously, like there'd be other teams mixed in, but I guess this is what I've kind of been battling in with my head in my head over the last few years or my whole career. Cause I, I looked at the list. Okay. So I played three tournaments this year, right? Right. That's the same that I've played for the last four or five seasons. (laughs) Like my whole career. I've, I've, you know, my first year, I think I played in all of them. And then I played in like four, one year. Other than that, it was like three or two or none. And I mean, that's how I've always felt. It's like, I haven't even been on the tour. Like I haven't gotten to prove, prove myself. And like, even now I'm going to go back next season and I'm going to be the ranked like 40th on the tour. Right. right? Cause I'm going to, none of these points are worth it. Right. Um, and I just, I, I would love it if our tour just had, we're all home. We're all level playing field. Like obviously the travel is what it is. We sign up for it when we go, on the world tour. But, um, I think it'd be really cool that even if we like, if they ran another series like this, we had six events this season Yeah, and everyone was here. There's no asterisks on those, you know, I feel like oh yeah, a lot of the tournaments during the normal year, we always, you know, under our breath, we're always joking like, Oh, San Francisco. Yeah. Sick. San Francisco, <laughs> or like uh, Hermosa. We were all the Olympic teams were in Tokyo at a prep event. Right. Uh, and then someone's winning who, who may not have won otherwise. And right. We just don't have that right now. So it's yeah. like, it is what it is. The results that you see, there's no complaining, no anything. Uh, we did have, you know, we had Rosie get hurt, but other than that, um, the results actually show like the landscape of our sport. Whereas a lot of other times it's hard to really figure that out. Yeah. It would be so cool if they were able to do this, another one, maybe with a little bit bigger of a field. <laughs> well, they loved play. it, first of all. Yeah. Like, I talked to a few people behind the scenes, and they were like, this is great for us. Like, AVP staff I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. it's cheaper to run. It's um, The viewership was higher than ever. Uh, sponsors love it because, I mean, they get, I think the spon- the – advertising is more valuable on the TV screen than it is in person. I think so too, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, they're talking like making it sound like they'd rather do this than throw regular events and not <laughs> like they know that the fan they want, you want fans in the seats. Right. For sure. But to know that this is an option to like throw one of these in or like create like a little mini winter series every yeah. year like this, it would be amazing. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of good came out of this series. Uh, I think I think it's just like a different way of of doing things. People getting creative. You got your win. We got an upgrade to the studio in there. <laughs> exactly. No, it was great. I, I think um, what it did was like made the AVP get out, go outside the box. Or all the tours are having to, the King right. of the Court's creating 
like box seats. There's no stands, but they're going to have like 450 people present that are paying for these sky boxes. Really? But we're going to be playing in like this gladiator dome where there's no like gradual stands going up. Everyone's just stacked on top of each other looking down from their like balconies. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Um, I think, you know, AVP now knows that this is possible. So going forward, uh, they can throw these and they're like kind of quicker and easier to put on, uh, less hoops to jump through besides the, the health stuff. Um, I think it'd be a cool opportunity for AVP to say, okay, we're going to do another series, but we're going to test out another format. Like let's throw in a college format where we go East versus West or, you know, mix it up somehow uh maybe do a draft oh that would be sick captains get like some captains man dude that would be so cool april and phil let's say since they've been the top players yeah and they draft their teams that would be awesome oh i'm texting donald right now (laughs) (laughs) it's fired up right that would be really fun and then you'd see different player dynamics as well i'd say king of the court but uh, I don't think during these times it's makes sense to like have the players mix teams. It's right. In terms of like, you know, the CDC or whoever they have to get permits from. Right. One of the benefits of our sport is that we have small teams and the two guys stick together. Right. But dude, we could have fun with it for sure. We could maybe once, uh, once all this mess is over and we get back to kind of normal, normal ish playing, that could be an yeah. idea. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Me too. Well, dude, I know you're uh, you're getting up to Northern California to celebrate and enjoy uh, with the fam. And then are you in the mountains? Yeah, that's uh, that's the way to go. I'm sitting here with uh, my view of some green trees. Going to take Delaney out, buy some uh, cornfields and farms. <laughs> what a guy! Both going back to our natural right element. Over <laughs> yeah. the cornfield, maybe a few cows. I got some green trees. That's it. Might go jump off a couple bridges. Who knows what we're doing around here? Into water. (laughs) Into water. Sounds funny. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, dude, congrats. I'm freaking stoked for you. It was, uh, it was super stressful watching you guys at 12, 12 in the third. Glad you pulled it out. (laughs) I'm sure. For sure. Yeah, man. Thank you. And, uh, it's a a team win for the Sandcast here, bro. It is. It's a big win. A good win for uh, volleyball for milkshakes. I mean, if uh, you wrote this book on how to get good at volleyball, you know, and then you win. So, guys, if, if you wanted to learn how to get good at volleyball, try wrote volleyball for milkshakes. Yeah, uh, just for you. Yeah. So. No, I mean, dude, it's crazy. Like, if I learn anything here, it's like that all those small things have added up. You know, I actually had a coach, Dave Shoji, text me after like congratulating me. I was like, thanks, Dave, and I was like. Dude, he taught me so much when I was younger. Like, I don't even know if I'd be here if it wasn't for guys like him. Right. Like, you know, I mean, he's Eric and Kavika's dad. Right. It wasn't like just this volleyball coach. He was, he was my baseball coach when I was in Little League as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those lessons are totally going through. And, I mean, I'm out there on the court playing Taylor and Jake, and, and we're, like, heckling each other about milkshakes. Like, I hit a, <laughs> hit a ball angle that Taylor had no business not digging. Right. And I was like, that's vanilla. vanilla." That's great. They were playing for shakes, bug. He's like, let's go. I love it. And chip, bro. You know, my favorite (laughs) extra thick. And then, uh, Trevor, Trevor stuffed Taylor. I was like, 
Trevor, what flavor do you want? That's yeah. awesome. I love it. About it. It was cool. Yeah. Well, dude, cool. have fun uh, with the fam. Give the pod mama and the honey girl my best. And uh, I'll, I'll be seeing you soon when I get back to California. Yeah, say hi to the fam and wifey and enjoy those cornfields. One day I got to get out there. I want some yeah. crab. Whenever you're ready, invite's oh. open. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> All right, brother. Cheers. All right, guys. Peace. Cheers.